Greetings, Detective. Welcome to the Murder Mystery Company and our new free service, Calm Mystery. We know that many of you need that calm and centered moment, but meditation isn't necessarily your thing. If you're a mystery lover, a crime fan, and could use a break, you've come to the right place. It sure is a suspenseful world out there, but I have good news for you. In this world, the only suspense will come from the world's best writers. For the next few minutes, we're going to close the door on the outside world. First, find a comfortable chair, sofa, or bed. Take a moment to just relax into that spot. Let your body sink in, slowly releasing the day's tension. Just relax. You've earned this time. You need this time for you. Your body will thank you. Now let's take a moment to clear your mind. I want you to focus on two things. My voice and your breathing. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Let it out slowly through your mouth. Now the same thing, but let's breathe on my count. Three counts in and four counts out. Breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. As we do this, you're going to slowly relax more and be perfectly ready for tonight's dastardly tale. Now again, breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. One more time, breathing out the last bit of stress. Breathe in, one, two, three. Now out, one, two, three, four. Excellent. Tonight's tale of mystery, intrigue, and murder is truly spine-tingling. Calm Mystery Bloodlines by Dennis Palumbo Read by Perry F. Bruns Father Thomas Hobart studied his tired hands gripping the hoe, whose wooden handle was as coarse as shaved stone and as hard. He held it fiercely, digging its gray metal scoop into the earth, scraping the dirt, doing the day's work. All around were the sounds of other tools at work, the labored breathing of the men using them. There were only eight, not counting himself. Yet after all this time, Hobart could only put a few names and faces together. Not that it mattered, he reminded himself. They were all the same. All the same. Broken men, failed vocations, doing the penance of the fields, working in the afternoon sun, sweating into their ludicrous sandals or sneakers, tending the gardens like medieval monks, 
striving for their grace, he thought murkily, or at least a semblance of their ruthless piety. He looked up at last to see Vincent leaning on his hoe, wiping his nose with a handkerchief. Vincent was the closest thing to a friend Hobart had in the place. He gave Hobart a nod. Hobart nodded back, straightening. He held the hoe with two hands overhead like a barbell and stretched. The sweat mixed with grime came down his forearms. The pale whiteness that had once circled his wrist from his watchband was now as tanned as the rest of his arm. That watch had been a gift from a parishioner many years before. He remembered giving it to the abbot when he first came here. He smiled grimly. He'd always suspected that bastards sold it to help buy the new wine press. Hobart stood over a row of tomatoes, allowing himself another moment's rest. Above, the sun was pulling new colors out of the Mediterranean sky. It was just spring, but a hot one, and already he'd caught the scent of early blossoms. It was then, just then, that Father Hobart realized he had no idea what day it was. He shook his head, tried to clear his thoughts. There were still many furrows to be cut, new seeds to be planted. Bending to work again, he felt suddenly dizzy. The heat, probably, or lack of sleep. His head throbbed, and instinctively, an instinct reborn a thousand times, he felt near the top of his skull with anxious fingers, felt for the still tender surgical scars where the bullet had gone in. Some time later, Hobart had worked his way over to the stone wall that ran along the east face. Ivy sprouted, mixed with spurts of hastily applied cement. Beyond, in the high Apennine Valley, the trees were a thick tangle of greens and browns, as unkempt as a drunk's beard and about as deliberate. Hobart leaned against the wall, yawning. Vincent whistled over at him suddenly, making him glance up. Vincent tossed his hoe into the dirt, looked about at the others with comic opera scorn. Hobart smiled. Speaking during daylight hours was forbidden, but Vincent always managed to get his feelings across. The little man looked up at the sun, shook his head, then strode purposefully across the field toward the main house. His broken sandal strap, unmended for days, flapped softly in the dirt. Hobart didn't follow. He simply stood where he was at the wall, hoe held upright against his shoulder like a guard on duty. One by one, the other men made their way back to the house, but Hobart stayed where he was, almost motionless concentrating on the rivulets of sweat now drying on his cheeks. The goal, he told himself, was not to go crazy, to find something to focus on and stay focused. It was the only way to endure the ceaseless work, the silent monotony. It was the only path that led to forgetting. He'd only been here for a few months, but already he felt part of the place, caught up in its numbing sameness, a stone among a field of stones. The sun was going down. There was a slight wind now, and he could feel its welcome touch on his face and arms. He wanted suddenly to stand out there forever until all the shadows came. But the dinner bell was ringing. There at the door of the dining hall stood the abbot, his robes rustling in the breeze. Father Hobart pushed away from the wall reluctantly, carrying his hoe toward the main house. 
As he did every evening at this exact time, he'd place it against the shed wall with the other tools. As he did every evening, he'd come in the side entrance to the house and shower in the common facilities. It was the sameness, the inescapable sameness that was supposed to do it. Rub your prickly demons into smooth dead stones. Stones in a field of stones. He had to trust in that, he knew. It was the only sure path to forgetting. And perhaps, one day, forgiveness. He left the hoe standing with its brothers on the shed wall and headed over to the house. Thank you, detectives, for listening to tonight's Calm Mystery by the Murder Mystery Company. I'm Perry F. Bruns. Would you like to show somebody you care? Is there a mystery fan in your life? Couldn't they use a quiet moment and a great story? I'm doing personal stories of 20 minutes or less. Something personal like this can make a friend or family member feel truly loved in an otherwise dark time. They're only $49, and you can email me at calmmystery, that's C-A-L-M mystery, at gmail.com. In the meantime, stay tuned for more tales to tingle and terrify while giving you a needed break from the outside world.